Georgia's DBHDD has an urgent health warning. One of every 10 counterfeit pills contain fentanyl, a powerful and very deadly drug. Pills from friends or dealers are unsafe, and one pill can cause an overdose. More info at opioidresponse.info. Still awake, and I'm feeling your Take a little jazz, soul, classical, and pop, mix it together, and what do you get? Candice Springs. That's Don't Need the Real Thing from Candace Springs' new album, Indigo. She was signed to Blue Note Records in 2014, a label known for recording jazz greats from John Coltrane to Herbie Hancock. And she's performing this Sunday at the annual Atlanta Jazz Festival. We spoke to her from Philadelphia to talk about her latest album, Indigo. Candace, welcome. Hey, how are you doing? Great. Great to speak with you. Who grew up around music? I guess your dad was a singer. What, what did he do? He's an incredible singer. He goes by Scat Springs, and he's like my biggest inspiration. And, uh, you know, thanks to him, I'm in this industry and learned so much about it because of him. Well, growing up with a dad named Scat Springs, did you have any choice? <laughs> I guess not, huh? So. <laughs> who did he, he sang himself, but he also sang, I guess, backup. Who, who was around that you, you knew through your dad? Well, he sang, he sang back up for Aretha Franklin, Chaka Khan, to Brian McKnight, Michael McDonald, to all the country stars since we live in Nashville, like Garth Brooks, Vince Gill, Faith Hill. And yeah, I've heard of those people. Many more. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's gotten around, for sure. Was singing always the goal for you? Um, actually, it really wasn't. Like, first I got into playing piano, and I was like, I'll just be happy, you know, being a musician, playing. And then my dad pushed me to sing. He's like, you need to sing, Candace, because it'll open up your world even more. Because I guess he's a singer, so he'd know he'd know best, huh? So, so I guess so. But do you remember that first performance, not just playing the piano, but singing? It, well, yeah, I do. I was about fourteen when I finally got the strength to sing. I've been playing since I played piano since I was ten years old, and I play a lot of jazz. My influences are Nina Simone, Roberta Flack, Sade, mm. uh, Bill Evans, Luther Vandross, and many more. I love classical like Chopin and Rachmaninoff and stuff. But singing and really. Uh, came along later in my early teens, I'd say, around 13, 14. Well, it seems you caught on because we've got a, a song from your newest record, Indigo, uh, reflecting a lot of influence, I'd say, jazz to R&B to classical. Here is the first time ever I saw your face. First time ever I saw Boy, that's a song made famous by Roberta Flack, sung there by my guest Candace Springs. Really strong connection, I think, to the music of the past. How do you make that new? What does that mean to you? Man, <laughs> just listening to them and taking bits and pieces of what they gave to this world, you know, and still still give. Um, I've, you know, developed my own sound over time. But, I mean, Roberta is the queen, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, I have so much respect for what she does. I love how she makes such timeless music, and that's ultimately what I want to do. 
Yeah, well, you're from Nashville, so-called music city, cradle of America's country music. <laughs> but what drew you to, you know, deep soul music like that and jazz tunes? <laughs> um, I guess, again, going back to my father, he's a soul mm. singer, but he's gotten around as far as like different. There's a lot of music there, especially now. It's grown. Nashville's grown so much. And um, there's everything from R&B, soul, gospel, blues, country, Americana, everything. And uh, you get a little of everything when you go. You can just walk down the street and almost everybody can pick up a guitar and play. Almost everybody can sit down and write a song. <laughs> so mm. It's almost inevitable. So surrounded by music. Well, you mentioned loving Roberta Flack and, and Nina Simone. Uh, Nina Simone, somebody who strikes me that you could not peg into a genre. That's right. And that, I really, really love that about her. Like, she's almost like her own like hybrid, I guess you could say. And I guess my new record's sort of like that. It goes all over the place. It's from classical, like she does. She's an, an incredible pianist. And um, also to bossa nova, kind of all of that, everything. So, mm. Well, some of the reviews say your music recalls Billie Holiday, Nina Simone, uh, uh, Ella Fitzgerald. Pretty high praise. But it's also... It's not technique, I don't think. I think it's feeling or experience. What do you think? What do you find in that kind of music, that tradition that you can't find elsewhere? It's timelessness. They're there themselves. They don't. They didn't care about what anybody else thought about who they were, and they're themselves. And they sing from their soul, and you feel it. And that's what ultimately people respond to, the realness of that. And that's the stuff that sta- stands the test of time. Yeah. Well, the the title, Indigo, where did that come from? That came from a, a couple of different things. One of the biggest reasons is there came to a point in time in my early 20s, I wasn't sure if music was what I wanted to do. And so a friend of mine invited me to play at this club in Nashville called Indigo, Hotel Indigo. And uh, I wasn't even supposed to play that night. And they said, come on up, Candace. So I played a song. And um, people were like, wow, like, are you a musician? Do you play? And they're like, you really should pursue this. So that was a turning point in my life. Well, among those who have been drawn to your voice, Prince, who said your voice could melt snow. You you worked with him. How did that happen? Yeah, it kind of came as a su- surprise. Um, I was on my Twitter account, <laughs> hanging out in New York, and my phone goes off. And I start getting these messages and stuff from him saying, that, like, who are you? He had just retweeted a video that I had just posted the day before. Um, it's Stay With Me. The, the, the Sam, Sam Smith, Smith song? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It was just a cover of me on the piano and singing. And I guess like, he was drawn to it, and he retweeted it on his page, and he said, this is all you need to <laughs> all his fans, I guess. And on um, it was in 2014, and he had invited me to play at the 30th Purple Rain anniversary. Like, last minute that following weekend so we, next thing I know I'm on a plane going out there and I meet him and got to collaborate with his two bands New Power Generation Quartet and Third Eye Girl Ugh. so you know it's something I'll never forget so you know? many questions what did you sing for the Paisley Park 30th anniversary of uh, Purple sang, Rain I mean I sang First Time Ever I Saw Your Face wow such a powerful song it's my favorite song on the album by far so what was it like meeting Prince I'm so curious about that first encounter he was, he kind of, he, he's always like the element of surprise. It's like his thing. <laughs> so I remember we got, we got there and we're talking to some of his um, staff, I guess. And then this door opens up and there he is. He's like, and I just run up. I was so excited. And I gave him a hug and he, he was a little startled. Like, oh, oh hello. <laughs> and so he said, then the first next thing he wants to do is he just wants to start rehearsing. So he was all about music. And um, we got straight to it and started rehearsing. After we finished our first song, he did a little, and he like, collapsed on the ground. I'm not even kidding you. He literally did that. Like, I, my mind was blown. 
<laughs> so, yeah. Before we go, I just want to talk quickly about another one of the songs on the album. It's called Peace of Me. Here's just a little bit of it. How much more can one hug Explain to see that boy you ain't releasing me. So take another piece of me. Piece of me. Piece of me. So take another piece of me. Piece of me. I hear a little bit of Sade in that song. Yes. Candice, you're a super gifted singer and songwriter, but what what would be something that fans would not know about you? Um, One of them, I'm slowly, you know, showing the other side of it. I love cars. What? Like I'm a little, a little lady gearhead. So <laughs> I collect cars, tell you all about them. So my latest toy that I just bought is a 1928 uh, T-Bucket. It's got a 454 big block in it. Headers come out the sides, loud. So everybody knows I'm coming down the road. So you, you drive cars. around in that in in, in Nashville? <laughs> yeah, you can see it on my Instagram. I got it on there. And That's how we will know Candace Springs. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, ride on, Candace Springs. So nice to talk with you. Thank you, guys. Peace out. Singer and songwriter Candace Springs. She's performing Sunday at the Atlanta Jazz Festival. It's free and open to the public. She hits the stage at Piedmont Park at 730 and we will leave you more from her Indigo album. This is People Make the World Go Round. People make the world go round. Uh. On Second Thought is produced by Amelia Brock, Leighton Rowell, and the Raven Taylor. Jesse Nicewanger is our engineer. Our interns are Allison Krausman and Jake Troyer. Don Smith, our Dean of Grammar. Amy Kiley is senior producer. And Sarah Shariari is managing editor of GPB News. I'm Virginia Prescott. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. This is On Second Thought.